Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, Warriors fans, to another exciting episode of the Warriors 24-7 podcast. Brandon Cadiz here, and after a successful podcast two weeks ago, we're, we're here with our man again, Javier Landaverde, joining us for another Warriors 24-7 podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Warriors 24-7 pod. So much news here for the Warriors this week. Javi, we'll talk about the Warriors finding their groove, Jordan Poole, the return of Wiseman and Draymond Green, and what that all means for the Warriors' playoff run coming up. But Javi, a lot of people were asking on Twitter what your Twitter was, and I had to, I had to say that your Twitter list, can, can we put that pressure on you to, to have our listeners follow you eventually? Are you going to make a Twitter here soon? Yeah, Brandon, I'll... Yeah, I think you guys possibly in the future see me create a Twitter handler and I'll keep you posted about it. Yeah, the fans want to hear your opinions on Twitter there too, Javi. But we got to talk about the Warriors last night against the LA Clippers. Warriors had a big lead. It came down to the wire there a little bit in the fourth quarter. Warriors went 112-97 as the Warriors sit at third in the Western Conference at 44 in 22, eight and a half games behind the leading Phoenix Suns now. Javi, last night we saw Will Farrell at the game there as Jackie Moon um, before pregame with Clay Thompson. That got the Warriors a little mojo and they got their first win after their go after they went on that five-game losing streak. Your thoughts on last night's game? Yeah, Brad, then, like, finally this team won. I think that relieved so much pressure off from the team. Um, but, you know, I love the performance. A lot of positive to take in from this game. And it was uh, winning by committee. A lot of people got involved in this game. Yeah, so many people. And for the Warriors, it was great to have Clay Thompson get a 20-point game. Wasn't too efficient still on 9 of 23 shooting, but – we really were impressed by the guys on the bench, and that was Jonathan Kaminga and Jordan Poole having a game of their lives with 20 points each. Kaminga, 7 of 12. Poole, 8 of 13. And what are your thoughts here on the bench, Javi, with Kaminga and Poole starting to find his group? They're getting the reinforcements back. Jordan Poole has been on a tear for his past four games, 24 and a half points. 2.5 rebounds, 4.5 assists on 61% shooting from the field, 59% shooting from beyond the arc, and 100% from the free throw line. Yeah, Brandon, uh, I still think that this team is one of the very stacked teams. Um, you know, like towards the beginning of the season, we had players, you know, stepping up in different times, whether that was Bielitsa, Soscano Anderson, a little bit of Kiel, so we've seen Weatherspoon. But what we've seen recently, Kaminga, Poole, and Moody, all three of them have been stepping up. And we've seen them, like, the last four games contributing to the Warriors' offense off the bench. 
Yeah, absolutely. And they're continuing to go on hot streaks. Jonathan Kaminga has actually scored double digits in 10 of the last 11 games. So only one game in which he hasn't scored in double digits. And for example, if you want to bet on Kaminga scoring at least 10 points for the next 10 games, then you got to check out our sponsor, Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. And how, Javi, there was some talk of Jordan Poole struggling with his role when Clay Thompson came back, right? He went back to the bench. Didn't really like his role. And we saw that memeable image four games ago, which he didn't look too pleased about the reporters asking him about his struggles. But since that game, he went off with those numbers that I gave you. Do you expect when Draymond Green comes back, do we see a lot more or less of Kevon Looney? Do they go small and have a lineup of Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson going one, two, and three? And I asked that because... The Curry Pool Thompson um, trio this season has only played 74 minutes together on the court, but when they do, they outscore their opponents by 31 points per 100 possessions. Yeah, Brendan. So I kind of see possibly Kerr tankering with a lineup of Curry, Clay, Pool, and then Wiggins at the four, and then Draymond at the five. And I think he could be able to check that out if that could be kind of like a small ball squad. There's a lot of offense and defense in that squad. I think he needs to find a good balance between the team. Yeah, definitely a strong balance. And when we talk about guys with strong balance, we talked about Jonathan Kaminga this season, but Moses Moody too. Javi, in the last four games, a resurgence for him. Of course, he had his career-high 30 points against the Denver Nuggets two nights ago. Um, 131-124 loss by the Warriors, of course, there. But 15.5 points, three rebounds, one-and-a-half assists on 60% shooting from the field, 52% overall from the three-point line, and 75% from the free-throw line. And he showed what he was drafted for, his shooting – and as well as his defense. Moses Moody, Javi, could we see more of him too at the uh, at coming off the bench along with Jordan Poole, especially when Green and Wiseman return? Yeah, so for me, Moses Moody, um, you know, when we drafted him, we, we you know, we've seen the scattering part. He was really known as a scorer and shooter, but I'm pretty surprised how well of a defender he is. Uh, I think his wingspan, his length, and his mobility to guard, you know, defenders is a major impact. And I think we've seen him getting much more opportunities. I think Kerr has already acknowledged as well that they see Moody as a very mature personality. And I think they start trusting him more. Um, 
I think we're seeing him get up more minutes than some of the guys that started or come or, or, or some of the guys that came off the bench early in the season, Brandon. Yeah, Moody gaining that trust, Kaminga gaining that trust. We want to see another guy gain his trust, and that's James Wiseman when he comes back. But this week, Anthony Slater, as well as the other Warriors beat reporters, Warriors team announced that John, excuse me, James Wiseman will start for the first time in 11 months to the date tomorrow, Javi. Tomorrow, March 10th, was 11 months ago exactly in which he had that knee injury against the Houston Rockets last year. So James Wiseman set to play in two G League games this week, Thursday against the Stockton Kings in Stockton, and then Sunday with the Santa Cruz Warriors versus the G League Ignite. And that game will be at home at the Chase Center. For the first time, we get to see the Santa Cruz Warriors play at Chase Center. What can we expect from James Wiseman? We, we ask this every episode, but Javi, I went back, looked up some highlights last year, and all I want to ask for is 12 points, six rebounds, and continue to do what he did last season, but to a greater extent on defense. Yeah, Brandon. So I think this season, um, you know, I've seen Kurt talk a little bit, and I've seen some interviews if they ask questions of James Weissman, and they really wanted to focus on his fundamentals because he, last year he gave us a flash of shooting, scoring inside the paint, um, alley oops, um, you know, cutting through the basket. We he gave us a flash of a lot of stuff, but what I've seen is that they have been emphasizing of him. Uh, being open in the dunker spot just are the basic stuff but i'm curious too though because um you know they hired uh, um um nicholas jokic you know yeah dayon milojevic i think is what his yeah yeah and uh you know i'm curious if you know they really worked on his skills and you know we won't see wiseman perhaps like as skilled as Jokic in terms of like what Jokic do but it'll be interesting to see um because I mean honestly like we know Wiseman could be like a unicorn in the NBA so I'll be curious to see how he gets implemented into the offense and then the defense as well absolutely and I think it's great that the Warriors did not trade Jonathan Kaminga or James Wiseman of any of those packages especially with Kaminga because we've seen how he's developed this quickly with that summer uh summer league action of course with the g league ignite in which he got drafted from and then just giving him repetitions just like what steve kerr said for james wiseman he hasn't had that full summer of practice because of his injuries because he couldn't play in that summer league but working with nikola Jokic's coach uh dayan milojevic i'm excited to see if his footwork has improved his ability to catch the ball which i mentioned last podcast that was concerning to me but javi Jonathan Kaminga, right? When he's in the lineup, he's a threat on the dunker spot. When you have James Wiseman as a threat in the dunker spot too, what kind of trouble can we see from the dynamic duo here of athletic freaks for the Warriors when they face a very slow team and when they push the pace? Yeah, Brandon. So for me, Jonathan Kaminga, perhaps, you know, with Andrew Wiggins are one of the better attackers in terms of cutting through the basket and attacking the paint uh you know for me Kaminga he has a high ceiling to become the best 
in terms of the Warriors of just attacking the basket on scoring. So the way the team set up against the Warriors, usually what they do is they don't really have someone protecting the paint and then they guard all players through the perimeters. So as we see Kaminga develop more and get matured, then we'll see him just learn some of the offense of when to cut in, when to attack mismatches. So I think that's definitely helping the offense right now. And we've seen Kaminga going off. And then for Wiseman, you know, he's a bit different than Kaminga. Um, he does attack some players, you know, 1v1s. But I think they'll emphasize him of getting open, right? We've seen, like, Looney, like, always being available at the dunker spot. Now, imagine replacing Wiseman in terms of offense with Looney, you know. Looney, you know, he's a good player, good offensive, you know, skills as well. But the in terms of skills and athleticism, you know, we'll see Wiseman able to complete those dunks compared to Looney, who possibly could just do a fake and then score through the paint through a layup. That's a good point. I think you get polar opposites between the two. You get a solid rebounder in Kevon Looney this season, averaging 6.4 points, 7.6 rebounds. But then when you look at Jonathan Kaminga and his numbers last season, 11.5 points on 51, 31, 62 splits there, 5.8 rebounds, basically six rebounds and 0.9 blocks, basically one block. And he only played 39 games last season, less than half of the NBA season. And that was in 21 minutes, Javi. Let's play a little bit of some predictions here. We'll give you, I want you to predict the number of points, rebounds, and average minutes we'll see from James Wiseman heading into the last 20 games of the season. I want to see 12 points and six rebounds in about 17 minutes a night for James Wiseman, which I don't think is too unrealistic. What are your predictions on James Wiseman? Oh, that's interesting. Um, for me, I'm thinking Wiseman could possibly get anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and I think, you know, it comes down with, you know, do the Warriors feel that he's physically ready for, you know, getting into the rotation. Um, so I kind of agree with you. Hopefully we'll see him around the 12 points per game mark and mm -hmm. his rebounds to increase. Um but I think it would really depend of um, how fast he gets integrated into the lineup and how much of an improvement or if he's ready to be able to play around 20 minutes per game. Yeah, I don't think he necessarily reaches that 20 minute mark right away. They'll slow him down like uh, like Clay Thompson returning. But for Kevon Looney this season, he's averaging 21 and a half minutes. So if you give maybe even half of those minutes to start off around 10 to the 12, I think it's very realistic for Wiseman to get 12 points and expect him to get that every night because in games from last season, I think you'd agree, Javi, that he got at least two to three lobs per game and that's an easy four to six points every night. Yeah, I agree, Brendan. And I, I really like to compare uh, Wiseman to... For some reason, I like to compare him to Jaron Jackson Jr. from Memphis. Um, they're kind of yeah. a little bit similar, even the kind of similar of the injuries they both had. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I predict that the Warriors probably would handle 
Wiseman as how Memphis handled Jaron Jackson coming after post-injury. Yeah, and that's a great comparison. We see people or optimistic people wanting James Wiseman to develop into DeAndre Ayton down the line, but the Jaron Jackson Jr., especially with the injury that both suffered that are very similar. If you want to get him on that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. timeline, I think the Warriors are doing exactly that, taking this slow because he had that surgery again that wasn't initially reported in December to fix some swelling in that knee after the surgery. But the Warriors are also getting another key clog in the Warriors championship run. And Draymond Green will return on Monday against the Washington Wizards. Uh, we don't know yet if Wiseman will join him in that return that day, but James Wiseman is playing Sunday at Chase Center versus the G League Ignite. And then the next day, the Warriors take on the Celtics, I believe, at home. So I, or they take on the Wizards uh, there. So I think they won't play him in the back-to-back. We could see him then in the next contest against the Celtics. But Draymond Green this season averaging nearly eight points, seven rebounds, and nearly or 7.6 rebounds and 7.4 assists with 1.42, 1.4 steals and 1.2 blocks. Well, Draymond's coming back, Javi, and the Warriors are clicking at the right time. Do you just expect that him to get rolling, like he said, right out of the break? I believe so, Brandon. Um, you know, I've seen some videos uh, that they post of his workouts, and I think he looks like he's in shape. Um, you know, there's no scared that he's out of shape. Uh, and I think they really do need him really as soon as possible. Uh, his impact both on defense and offense and being the the glue of keeping the team there is very, has been a loss the last possibly six games, but he's definitely going to come back. And I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. With Draymond returning in the lineup and the emergence of Jonathan Kaminga off the bench and Jordan Poole and with, especially with what we've discussed in James Wiseman's dunking ability and being in the dunker spot with, with Jonathan Kaminga being in the dunker spot and also Gary Payton the second in the dunker spot. This is the most athletic Warriors team that we've seen in quite some time. And for Draymond Green to be able to throw those lobs to those three players, I think teams are going to have trouble of deciding who they want to defend with Curry and Clay on the perimeter. Yeah, I agree, Brendan. And I really do think that's a solid uh, defensive lineup. Could potentially be a solid defensive lineup. Just a lot of athleticism, defense, and just dog mentality between the players. So trying to stop the other player and play great defense. Yeah, I think, I think I'm just getting excited thinking about having this lineup out there in terms of defense, Javi. You have GP2, Moses Moody at the one and two. Then on the corners, you have Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green, and or James Wiseman. That sounds like a very solid and scary defensive lineup that I think the Warriors will continue or haven't used yet, but they'll, especially in the playoffs where it's a matchup-based um, thing, I think that lineup could be used a lot. Yeah, I agree. And I, you could potentially see, you know, maybe when last 15 seconds to end a quarter – you know, you could possibly see that lineup close out the quarter uh, from Curry if the opposition has the ball. Yeah, and not to look at future matchups, but, you know, we, we got to look at it of who the Warriors could potentially 
face in the playoffs. Currently, the Warriors are at that three seed, a half game out from Memphis. So if the Warriors finish at the three spot, they take on the Denver Nuggets in the first round. If they finish second, they would take on the Timberwolves. So you're going to either see Cat or Jokic. So James Wiseman coming in is going to be key. And also, especially Draymond Green with that small ball lineup, of course, having troubles with Denver all season long. They are oh. In three, Javi, as they take on the Nuggets next to make up that game earlier in the year that was postponed due to COVID. So, what can we expect with the Warriors? Um, with the Warriors taking on two big centers in the first round, potentially. Yeah. So for me, Wiseman and Green are going to be very key. Um, you know, Wiseman's going to add a lot of height. And some athleticism, um, you know, he's not as good as a defender as Draymond, but that's where Draymond comes in. Uh, you know, we've seen Draymond in the past matching up with with Jokic, with uh, with Anthony Davis. Uh, he does a really good job on those certain guys, and you know, even Jokic acknowledged that, you know, when Draymond Green was in the, I, I believe it's the TNT show with. Uh, Shaq and mm-hmm. and uh Charles Barkley that he liked how you know Draymond break down his you know his offensive game and and so you know I think players like Jokic do respect Draymond's defense and you know having Draymond there is definitely going to be uh make it very hard for those you know big centers that possibly the Warriors are going to deal with in the playoffs. My only concern hobby for Draymond and for James Wiseman is they're going to return with about only 13 to 12 games left in the season. Do you think that's enough time for them to ramp it up? As we've been hearing, Warriors fans, they're sick of that word of ramping it up. You mentioned that you're confident in Draymond's ability to do so because he's a professional. He stayed in shape. We know how seriously he takes the the game. But still, he's older. And also for James Wiseman, we know that Steve Kerr said he won't play that many minutes initially or be in the starting lineup. Do you really think that this isn't troublesome and that they can head into the playoffs on a positive note, uh, team chemistry wise? Yeah, it's, it really comes down for me uh, how the team finish out the season. I think, mm-hmm. and we've seen this from playoff experience in the past that teams that tend to finish strong, in the season towards the end of the season turn out to go far in the, in the postseason. So for me, I'm really curious how this team is going to bounce back um, after struggling a little bit and finally getting another win, uh, one of another win versus Clippers. I think, you know, hopefully that helps the team bounce back and go on a good run. But um, you know, for green and Wiseman, I think for them, their job is to come back, get some minutes, um, and, you know, if, if they stayed in shape, then I think they should be able to adjust and get back to somewhat of an ease. And we'll see. I think it's, it's going to be a 50-50 whether, you know, we'll see the best out of them or they do need a couple of run of games to get back. Yeah, absolutely. They take on the Denver Nuggets and then they have a four-game homestand before they head to the road and they have a five-game road stand so take advantage of those home games and then you get onto the road again hobby three and seven for the warriors in the last 10 games the worst stretch of the season so far 
Also, the Warriors, Javi, Tyreek Evans, the 2009 NBA Rookie of the Year. Remember, he battled it out with Steph Curry. He worked out with the Warriors for the second time this week. He worked out with the Milwaukee Bucks last week, suspended in the 18-19 season due to the use of a foreign substance or a drug substance in the NBA. 10.2 points, 2.9 rebounds, 2.4 assists. 38%, 35%, 71% shooting splits in his last season with the Indiana Pacers. But the season before that, when he was with the Grizzlies, he averaged nearly 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists on 45% from the field and nearly 40% from beyond the arc. If it's the Tyreek Evans of that season, Javi, should the Warriors make this? Uh, signing and who would they cut? This is not another big man, just another guard. Yeah, so what we get out of Tyreek is, you know, he's different. He's not like when Tyreek was rookie of the year. Um, you know, that Tyreek, he lost his athleticism, but he's he's a really skilled player. And, you know, for a floor general as well, that's probably something that the Warriors are looking at. Someone who could handle the ball. Um, you know, he's he's improved the shooting as you know his his career has gotten farther and it'll be interesting if they think he fits in with the system uh you know i think if they happen to possibly bring him into the team we could possibly see um possibly see i'm not sure if the contract issues but possibly anywhere kiosa is he is the available yeah. Yeah, to be cut yeah. Or... no, it's because he's he's on a two-way. So because of the number of years that Evans has, he can't be on a two-way. So you can't cut a non-two-way player for a two-way, two-way. player. But um, I think what I've heard is that, of course, Bielitsa would be the guy to go. And I think he could make that if James Wiseman, they're really confident in him and he comes out performing in these two G League games. But, yeah, the veteran guard experience would be nice off the bench to put in with Moody and for Poole, but I don't think it's a move they necessarily have to make. I'm saying they don't make the move. What are your thoughts, Javi? Do you think they make the move to bring him on? I don't think so, um, with the reason why I don't think he will is because I think they're still relying on Poole to be kind of like that secondary ball handler and secondary playmaker. Yeah. Um, And Bielitsa, he – He's been, he's been, I won't say he's been disappointing, but he's been okay. I, I wonder yeah. if, you know. You can say it. I'll say it. He's been disappointing. <laughs> he's been, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully, you never know. Bielitsa could turn it around. Um, it, it would be pretty cool to see Bielitsa, how he played early in the season. If he, if we get that Bielitsa in the postseason, that adds, you know, more to the Warriors offense. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I can't wait to see James Wiseman. That's all I'll be thinking about this week. Seeing him in the two games uh, this week with with the Santa Cruz Warriors, and then hopefully potentially next week, seeing him in his first NBA action in over 11 months. What do you think about this, Javi? We've seen the Splash Brothers and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Now we start to head to the future and the Warriors could possibly change it around with Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman. What are we thinking of the nickname of the Slam Brothers there? Yeah, I like that. It, it does make sense, you know, the Slam Brothers. 
yeah, I mean, we saw we saw the high flying dunks from Kaminga this year. Uh, also, with James Wiseman and his lob and his threat of just being inside on the perimeter. Um, Javi, so when we take a look at here of the Warriors' next couple of games, I think the last 16 games, nine of the 16 are on the road. So seven at home, nine on the road. They close out the season here on a four games of Sacramento, L.A. Lakers, San Antonio, and New Orleans. So you mentioned finishing strong. If the Warriors can go three and one there. Uh, they had trouble, of course, against the Lakers uh, a couple games ago. Uh, if the Warriors finish that at 4-0, that would be absolutely a positive note, especially as they try to go for that second seed and reclaim it. Yeah, so I think I think we'll see them turn around a bit. Um, I'm just curious to see how much of the contribution from Green especially and Wiseman, and I do believe this team, they do have an edge. They still have that winning mentality and the pedigree of winning championships. And, you know, with Green especially coming back, he's going to make sure to bark at every player that they need to step up. And this is why Green is very vital for this team. And I really do think they could possibly finish strong for the season. Yeah, I'm going to say they finished at that two spot with, with Draymond coming back. His defense there, the stocks and the steals and the blocks. And I think Draymond Green just makes the Warriors – uh, team as a whole even deeper because now at the center position it's not only Looney there you're going to have Looney and Green and now with Wiseman coming back you can mess with that two to three position if you want Draymond starting or if you want Looney starting or Wiseman depending on the matchup issues their center position gets an increased boost and like you said their defensive intensity is going to step up the Warriors defense again Javi we go and talk about Andrew Wiggins Moody's defense emerging GP2, Wiggins, two-way Wiggs, and then also JTA when Green has been out, especially the past couple of games, has stepped up on the defensive side. And I think for Wiseman, and when we go back to him, Javi, he told us or he told everyone that he just wanted to keep it simple, uh, block shots, grab boards, and run, catch lobs, and do his thing. So I think if he just keeps it simple, which is going to be he early on, the Warriors are going to use him in a similar fashion to last year. Yeah, I agree too, Brendan. Um, I think even for him, I think he knows that um, we'll, we don't know if his athleticism will be as good or efficient as last year after missing time. But I think if he could still manage to keep it pretty simple and make the simple plays, I think that's already a win for the Warriors. You get a seven-footer who attacks the paint crashes the boards, and able to protect the rim. And that's something that we're key missing versus some bad matchups versus the Warriors. Yeah, and I think especially with him gaining about 10 to 12 pounds too, getting stronger, he's not going to be as weak per se as last season when he was just a rookie. Wiseman looks like he has a bigger frame, and we knew he was very active on the offensive rebounds too last year. And like you said, working with – Jokic's former coach I think the footwork gets better because last season we just saw him attack face up back to the basket and then do that spin move I think he'll have a lot more arsenal of skills um, 
in his bag coming up. And also, Javi, I think if you're a competitor like James Wiseman, you see how easy it has been for Jonathan Kaminga to develop. I think he has a little fire in him to say, hey, I can do that too and prove Warriors fans saying he's a bust or things like that wrong. Yeah, 100%, Brandon. I, I think Kaminga comes in and he has something to prove to people you know, why he was chosen as the second pick. And I will see Kaminga, I, I mean, Wiseman, Wiseman you know, yeah. have more energy, you know, to prove, you know, people. And, you know, I, I think I'm excited for that. Uh, my prediction for his run of G League games, it depends yeah. how many minutes he plays, but I'm thinking he's going to average perhaps anywhere from 20 points and 10 rebounds or 11 rebounds. Man, that, that would absolutely be a sight to see and that would Javi what you're saying is going to get Warriors fans on Twitter absolutely going crazy if we see Jonathan or excuse me uh, James put up 20 and 10 in his two games that would be something that Steve Kerr would absolutely get ecstatic and hey we might see more minutes than initially planned yeah maybe I'm too optimistic but I'm really banking on Weissman trying to prove this season why he was taken as the second pick of the NBA draft a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, and I think he gets better on his inside presence of um, overall field goal averages. Last season only shot 52%, took a lot of more threes, and I think the Warriors team has really preached to him, hey, look what Kaminga has done. He used to shoot threes from outside a lot, but he's been able to attack and look at him now. I think they're going to preach the same to James Wiseman. Um, Javi, any last words here? Any last topics you want to say or uh, to our Warriors fans before we end this week's episode? No, I think I'm good. I think I would just say that, you know, once again, I think just, you know, it's glad to see the Warriors, you know, bounce back. Uh, I know the last, you know, three seasons, it's been hard, but I think we're all excited again of, you know, if, if this team is, you know, fully healthy and in strength, we do kind of feel sometimes that they could possibly, you know, one of the better teams in the NBA and, you know, just very excited about the postseason again. And, you know, seeing a lot of missing faces that we haven't seen like clay coming back uh, and James Wisen as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Really strength and numbers again, first time since probably that 15 championship season. And we almost forget too, Javi, about Andre Iguodala. He's, he's missed a lot of games this season, playing that veteran presence, that Udonis Haslam role that we probably expected. Um, I think he will be key too when he comes back and saves up those minutes for the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's true, Brandon. I, and, you know, he's another guy, a locker room guy, just like Jermont Green, another guy that is very key to the locker room just, you know, very mature and able to communicate with everyone. So, you know, Andre, I think you're right in terms of, like, Udonis Haslam role. Uh, I still think he has a bit, a little bit juice still. Mm-hmm. So if I'm guessing they're trying to rest him up um, so they'll be able to maximize him during the postseason. And we'll see not, you know, finals MVP in Andre Iguodala, but yeah. we'll see some flashes during the postseason, a bit of himself. Yeah, that's all we can hope for is for Andre to play all playoff games. Get it, give him as much rest as he needs for the remainder of the regular season. But the playoffs are what we are looking for. And we are almost there, Warriors fans, NBA fans. Javi, again, thanks for joining us 
in another edition of the Warriors 24-7 podcast. Make sure you follow me and our podcast on Twitter. Firstly, for me, it is BKadiz0 on Twitter. Our podcast at Warriors 24-7 pod. And hey, maybe next time we have a hobby on, we'll get a Twitter handle for him as well. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode. Until next time, for Javier Landoverde, I'm Brandon Cadiz. And this show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.